That Sober Guy podcast contains adult content, merciless truth, and emotional nudity. Listener discretion is advised. I'm Shane Raymer. You're listening to That Sober Guy podcast, and we help people stay sober. If it's your first time listening, welcome. Glad you're here. Good to be here, too. If you've been listening for a long time, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for the support. Get a lot of great messages and emails saying how much the podcast has helped bridge some gaps for people. So happy to hear that and just want you to know you guys have helped bridge many gaps for me and my own. own, I hate the word journey. I don't know why I've changed that up. So I'm on a journey. Like reminds me of like Lord of the Rings or something. We were on a quest and a journey through the forest. <laughs> I'm just trying to live life. That's what I'm trying to do. Do the best I can. But y'all have helped me in so many ways do that. Be able to host this platform and uh, talk to some amazing people, learn and grow. And I, I just continue to try to stay teachable. I encourage you guys to do the same. So thank you. Today, we're going to talk about five tips to handle change. Uh, I'm going to dive right into that in just a minute. Lots of change going on. Lots of things, you know, constantly changing. Life's changing. The world's changing. How do we adapt? How do we adjust? How do we maintain through the process? Uh, and I have some personal stuff going on uh, that regards to change. And uh, so thought, what the heck, what a great topic today. Hopefully you guys can relate to some of this as well. Uh, before we dive into it, be sure to check us out at thatsoberguide.com. You can follow us on Instagram at that sober guy podcast. Uh, you can also join us on locals. We have a sober guy men's group on the locals platform. It is awesome. Love to have you join. It's kind of like Patreon meets Instagram. If you're not familiar with the locals platform and uh, also just a shout out to all the homies on locals. I appreciate you guys. I've been thinking about um, some different options uh, in that group, maybe maybe a, a meeting. Uh, there's some live stream options that are in there right now. And then, of course, just holding each other accountable, being able to share in that group uh, and uh, make some connections in there is awesome. So uh, you can help support us in, in the locals uh, community, the Sober Guy Locals community. You can be part of a growing sober community that's safe. It'll help you stay accountable. And of course, so importantly, we're going to have some fun in the process. I'd love to have you join right now. You can download the Locals app or you can go to thatsobergypodcast.locals.com. We'll make sure both those links are in the show notes for you. Uh, my buddy Static and I have a have a clubhouse meeting on Mondays. It's 9 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, so I'm usually uh, helping to facilitate that uh, along with Static. And we have some, some, great, uh, some great people that join in on that conversation. So if you're looking for... Uh, something a little bit uh, not as um, uh, twelve-step related, although there's many people with a twelve-step background that hop into the meeting, which is great because there's so much insight there. It's just a little less formatted than a more traditional twelve-step meeting. It doesn't. It's just, it's called Sobriety Clubhouse. Our uh, our topic in that meeting is spiritual armor, and uh, we just we just like to get in there and share and pick some interesting topics. Uh, that uh, revolve around living a better lifestyle, finding purpose, uh, trying to be better people, and of course, cut alcohol uh, and drugs out of our lives and, and live uh, live a better lifestyle. So if you're interested in that, you can download the Clubhouse, Clubhouse app. 
Uh, and, uh, and you can find that meeting in there, 9 a.m. Pacific Sobriety Clubhouse Spiritual Armor. And I'll put that link in the show notes as well. Um, let's see, what else do we have today? I think that's it on announcements. What's going on, man? What's going on? It's been, uh, it's been a crazy last few weeks. Uh, it's, it's been hard to focus a little bit. Lots of changes going on in the Raymer household. Uh, lots of things going on in the world, trying to maintain, trying to, uh, keep a positive attitude. Um, and, uh, I thought, man, what a great topic this week. Uh, just to talk about change and how we deal with it. How do we deal with it? How do you deal with it? What are some things that you do? Where, you know, what is, what are some of your um, your tools that you have uh, that you that you use to get through changes, remaining flexible, trying to adjust? And I think one of the biggest things for me is just being aware that like things are changing, and so that's kind of the first step because a lot of the time we don't want to admit when things are changing. We just want to act like they don't exist because maybe they're changing for, you know, a situation that we don't really care for. We don't like, or that's really hard or that uh, we don't want to change, you know? And then there's those situations where we're excited about change and we're ready, but at the same time, it's still change and it's still scary because we don't know what's coming up next. And so that's why I titled the episode five tips to handle change based on an article uh, that I found, and I'll put that link uh, to the article in the show notes. So if you'd like to uh, check that out, uh, you feel free to do so. Um, and it's called uh, specifically five helpful tips for adjusting to change. Um, and uh, it's you know it's it's really based upon reasons why change is so difficult. And you know, for us, uh, we we've had some location changes and um, you know some different. Uh, some different changes with how we, you know, operate our schedules with school for the kids, and um, you know, Jess homeschools the kids now, and it's it's a full time job on, on on her end, and it's not easy, you know. I, I'm I'm watching um, this this new uh, this kind of new chapter in our lives where Jess has had to adapt and change, and the kids have had to adapt and change for. Um, you know, what we believe is right for our family. And that's homeschool. That's teaching them the things that, um, that, that really matter in today's life. And a couple examples of those, um, you know, might be um, uh, history. What, what does history actually look like versus what we're told it looks like? Um, what about the banking system? You know, they were learning about money today and cryptocurrency and the Fed. How many of you know that the Fed is not directly connected uh, to the United States of America. It's its own entity. So the people that handle our money, um, it's not directly correlated to the people like us who pay taxes for that. (laughs) So it's interesting. There's things like that that we didn't learn in school that uh, I've always kind of questioned why. And with uh, the craziness of the world today, uh, you know, we decided for us that was the, the right thing to do. And so having to adjust to that and flex on that for Jess and, um, like I said, for the kids, man, it's it's been tough. And then you throw in life stuff in general, and uh, you know we're constantly riding the roller coaster of ups and downs and wins and challenges and all of that. And so it's like, man, how how do we deal with that? How do we cope with it? How do we um, how do we learn to become aware of those situations as they're happening versus being in denial from them and not recognizing them and take this and apply it 
let's just keep it simple to quit drinking, right? How do we become aware that we need to make a change when we're drinking too much, when we are uh, making bad decisions based on the fact that we're drinking too much? You know, a lot of a lot of people I talk to, they, they'll mention their issues they're going through or whether it's relationships or they've gotten in some trouble with the, with the law or they lost a job, whatever it may be, when you take a step back and if, if you're objective enough to be able to look at it from an honest perspective and go, wait a minute, all these things that happened, what was the one common denominator? Ah, I was drinking. <laughs> and it's pretty common to hear that. You know, and that's not to say that it's the alcohol's fault. It's not. It's the person's responsibility. I'm a huge believer and supporter in personal responsibility. We don't play the victim role. I played that for a long time. It doesn't work. The victim role is weak. It, it, it's not. It's not useful. And sometimes we're we're brought up to think that that is a safe way to play the game of life. And uh, I'm here to say, in my own experience, it's absolutely not. We have to be responsible for the things that that we do. We have to be responsible for our actions, for the things that we've done. Um, and in order to do that, in order to do that, we have to be aware of them first and we have to recognize them. We have to accept them and we have to face them head on, which isn't always easy. Uh, so I'm going to go through some of this article here and, uh, we'll kind of dive into this a little bit further. Uh, just a quick check into, I hope you guys are doing great. I know I had a couple of weeks where I didn't release anything. And like I said, this is, this is life, uh, real life stuff. You know, we're, we're going through it as a family, just like you are our own things. And that's why I just encourage everybody to like get into community. It doesn't have to be in our sober guy locals one, or, um, you know, I would love it for you to, to join if you haven't already, but what I'm saying is get in something. Maybe it's a, a different group, a digital group, a church group, a men's group, a mastermind group. I have an amazing mastermind group that I'm a part of. Um, you know, there's there's six or seven of us, and uh, it's just been awesome. And that support, that growth is so huge in, in all of us uh, coming together as a team and uh, being able to rely on each other and grow together and make mistakes together too and then call each other out on them and go, hey, you know, maybe we need to do this a little bit differently in a very respectful manner, but that's how we grow. That's how we change. That's how we adapt, you know? And so it's, it's so important to, uh, to, to recognize it and then talk about it a little bit and, and have some good, some good discussion and thoughts on it. So, uh, the article it goes on to say, whether we're talking about a business or an individual change is necessary for growth and improvement but many of these have difficulties adjusting to change or resist it altogether. Resistance is a huge, huge issue. It was for me for very long when I was wanting to quit drinking. It goes without saying that change requires a great deal of faith. Absolutely, it does. Unfortunately, in most cases, it's easier to believe in faith or preach it than it is to live by it. Learning how to cope with change is an important skill that one must attain in order to improve our companies or our daily lives. So, right there it says it's an important skill that one must attain how do you attain something well you, you you have to pursue it and then most of the time even when we attain something we need to maintain it we need to practice it it's an ongoing practice this thing called life this thing called change this thing called staying sober this thing called relationships this thing called being a parent 
all of these things that being, you know, running a business, being an entrepreneur, working in a corporate setting, all these things require um, the ability uh, to to maintain and understand and uh, and and be there to practice growth in that and understand. I guess what I'm saying is understanding it's a process. Like nothing happens overnight. Everything takes time, and that's something I continue to learn and try to be patient in and understand that like every day adds up to you know more days. <laughs> that's why they say one day at a time because when we have the bigger picture. We can get to that bigger picture, that vision, that goal, but it happens one day at a time. You know, so if you're looking to get 365 days, one year sober, you're going to do that day by day, you know, and eventually when you're chipping away, you're, you're going to get there. You don't build a house in a day. You got to set the foundation. Maybe you got to demo the old house first. You know, you got to clear that crap out. Then you got to set the foundation. Then you got to start, you know, your framing, like go from there, that whole process, it takes time. And eventually you have a nice house built, but when you move into that house, you got to maintain it. You got to keep it clean. You got to do repairs. You have to continuously, um, upkeep and upgrade and, and practice, you know, same thing with recovery, same thing with staying sober reasons why change is so difficult. There are four primary reasons why individuals have a problem making changes or adjusting to them. This includes change is not popular. Resisting change is a universal mentality that invites dislike and tension. That's why it's unpopular. Uh, the other one, fear of unknown. Because of our fears, we resist what we cannot calculate or discern an outcome for. I'm very guilty of that. I love chess. I like trying to think ahead. I like trying to be multiple moves ahead you know, guessing, uh, taking calculated risk percentages. And I go on my gut on some of those as well. I kind of try to balance the two and having faith at the same time. You know, my manly brain can, can be a blessing and a curse trying to overthink stuff sometimes. But when fear gets involved, it says we resist what we cannot calculate. That's what I struggle with because I like to calculate stuff. I like to look at it from different perspectives and see, you know, the worst case scenario, the best case scenario, where's the middle scenario and what are my odds and calculations that I'm going to hit those. And in doing that, fear can come up, you know, fear of making those decisions. That's why one of the things I was saying in uh, the locals, well, actually, let me go through these other two and then, and then we'll talk about that in just a second, how this kind of came up today. So fear of the unknown and then leaving our comfort zones, another big one. How many of us are comfortable where we're at? You know, Jess and I and the kids, many of you know, we sold our house in April, you know, and, and we sold everything and we went on an adventure and it was scary and we had to leave our comfort zone to do that. We had to get uncomfortable. We had to trust in God. Um, we had to, um, man, we had to, uh, Hold on a second here. Did the Jess is texting me right now? <laughs> oh goodness. Okay, hold on a second. So Brody is at the bath right now. And Jess left the card here, so she's asking me to Venmo her. So hold on, she may hit me back in a minute. Let me continue on. Real life real life stuff here. Real life. We're just doing it. So leaving our comfort zones, I mentioned we sold the house, we 
um, we just we said we're going for it, you know, we're going for it and we're not looking back. And it was very uncomfortable at the time. But when I look back now, it's almost eight months later. So happy we did that. So happy we got uncomfortable, um, you know, and it, it made us grow as a family as, um, oh, goodness. Okay. 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 You ever seen that lethal weapon four? I'm trying to multitask here. I got to send the Jess money. Let's do that real quick. You guys use Venmo? Who likes Venmo? Makes it really easy. Well, hopefully this is good here. We're going to hit pay. Oh, I got to make a note. We're going to put love. Just love. That's it. All right. And we're paying now. Okay, perfect. We're done. But I'm so glad we did that. You know, it was not an easy decision and it, we grew as a family, I think is what I was saying. I, we, we grew together. You know, the kids grew, Jess and I grew, our relationship grew. Um, it wasn't always fun. You know, there's, there's some times where it got difficult, uh, questioning everything. Did we make the right decision? You know, and that kind of leads into the next one. Uncertainty overcomes certainty. We are forced to navigate untested waters when we change and therefore we prefer what we're certain of. So apply that to drinking, for instance, right? For me, I only knew how to deal with life by numbing out to it. That's it. And and I tried to have a good time in that by getting intoxicated. That helped me let loose and it helped me to completely escape from any sense of reality, any of the bad shit that was going on, anything that was bugging me. You know, and so the idea of cutting alcohol, my lovely tool out, my only coping tool to deal with life and that change was super uncertain. I didn't know what that looked like. I was uncertain of what that experience would be like without it. And I was uncertain that I could do it. That was a big one. So therefore, what do we do? We just were certain that this is helping us numb out and feel better right now. And at least uh, I have my, my precious you know, alcohol to, uh, to maintain. I'll just stick with what's comfortable because I'm uncertain of the outcome. We got to get uncomfortable. Sometimes we got to, we got to be uncertain. We got to trust in God, you know, and this is, this has always been, um, a tough one for me because I, I try my best to do that. And I also have to live life as a man leading a family and trying to do the best that I can and make the best decisions that protect and keep my family safe at the same time and support our future. So that, and, and what I was going to say is I wanted to read the post uh, from our locals group that I had posted earlier this morning um, just to kind of give a little context and where this was at. And in, in, uh, the headline says, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. I said, Hey, how is everyone? Lots of changes been going on in our family's life. It's been a bit hard to focus lately, mostly changes for the good, but still often wonder, are we making the right decision? Maybe looking at these decisions as neither right or wrong is an easier approach. And there's just a decision to make. I keep going back to step 11, where it says praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. In other words, my hands need to be off the wheel. I'm not driving the bus. I'm just along for the ride. So that is so easy to to talk about, right? To say. I just read it. I wrote it. I felt it. I I, I really 
meant it. I believe it. It's in my heart. But actively doing that perfectly is nearly impossible. At least for me, it is. If there's someone out there who's perfect at it, man, I would give you a round of applause. Applause, applause. That's for you if you're perfect. But I highly doubt anyone just applauded themselves because none of us are perfect, right? We're all jacked up in some way. We're all trying to do the best I can for the most part, the best we can. You know, and being able to kind of balance making smart decisions as a man living in the world, a human being, an imperfect human being, a, a, a sinning human being born into this world in sin, right? Doing that and then trusting the process, trusting in God, having faith, understanding that, you know, just like it says in step 11, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. I'm not praying for a bunch of God, please give me million dollars and a new car. I have prayed before. God, please help keep me sober. Please help me not drink tomorrow. I think I prayed before God, please just, I don't care if you end it all, which is disappointing and sad to say, but it's the reality of it. And I want to tell you, if you're going through that, it's just a lie. You're worth it. Don't, don't give up. Keep fighting. Show up, stand up. God's got something big for you. I promise. But in that process, we have to show up. We have to um, take our hands off of it. Sometimes, you know, we gotta, we gotta release and just let change happen. We have to surrender and then accept the fact that most of us dislike change and resist it so much is just human nature. We like living in our, in our comfort zones and maintaining our personal habits or patterns. However, when you're dealing with everyday life, change is inevitable. Even though a positive change is good, it still requires an adjustment and learning new patterns, thereby, thereby making it difficult. Therefore, developing certain coping skills will help you throughout your life when adjusting to change. Whether you're adjusting to changes in the workplace or making positive changes in your life, the following five helpful tips will help you make those changes in seamless fashion. All right, so let's go through the five tips and see what they say. We'll talk a little bit about them and then we'll wrap up today and hopefully you guys can go on your way and you have a great rest of the day and uh, you uh, keep in touch, keep connected. If you need meetings, go to thatsoberguy.com and hit our resources page there. There's quite a few meetings. The clubhouse meeting is on there that I mentioned in the in the beginning of the podcast today, as well as some other meetings like the Fourth Dimensioners at 6 o'clock p.m. Pacific. And uh, I think there's a noon meeting and a 6 a.m. meeting on there as well if you're looking for any uh, places to go. All right, five tips to help with change. Number one, embrace the changes you are making. The more you persist, the easier it will be to make and adjust to future changes. Accepting change makes the transition easier, enables you to develop and maintain a positive attitude. PMA, positive mental attitude. So important. We can get through anything when we can sustain a positive attitude. Not saying it's easy either, but just knowing that it's possible and trying to look at the glass half full rather than half empty, whatever situation we're in, is a huge step in the right direction. It's going to set us up for potential success versus having a shitty attitude. Just remember that change can be difficult and no two individuals are alike. You will probably handle changes in your life differently from others. I love that. And that's one of the things that Buddy has helped me understand. Appreciate you, Buddy. Thank you. If you hear this, uh, my, my friend, um, 
is just because somebody else is doing something different, it doesn't mean it's wrong. Just because someone else is doing something different, how they handle change in this case is the the current kind of topic, but you can really apply it to anything. Let's say they sweep the floor from left to right and you like it swept from right to left. doesn't mean they're doing it wrong. It just means they're doing it different. And so if we get pissed off about that kind of stuff, whatever the situation is, like I said, it's normally nine times out of 10, it's not the person's fault. We like to blame the other person. You're not doing it the way I want to, or not. you're not doing it the right way. Well, who's to say the right way is the right way? That's just how I do it. That's just how you do it. That's really helped me to grow in understanding and being able to lead and manage and help people in the process and be able to cope with people's differences. I'm not saying it's super easy either. There's times when shit's annoying and you're like, dude, are you kidding me? Like I have to tell my son to flush the toilet all the time. <laughs> like, bro, I, he's seven, right? So I, I, I take that with a grain of salt, but I also, I don't want to harp on him, but I also want him to be responsible and learn how to do things and, and, and do things um, that make sense and do it the right way. And you know, it's common courtesy to flush the toilet. So that's another good example of that. You know, just because we have to be able to differentiate, I guess, just because because you could argue, oh, well, you just said, you know, that just because he does it that way or whoever, well, I don't, I don't flush this way. Well, we got to use common sense here and common sense would say it's proper. It's, um, cleanly, you know, and there's, there's good reasons that flushing the toilet after you go is the right way to do something. Versus something like sweeping left to right versus right to left. That's, that's a little different. So, you know, understand what I'm saying here. Everything is in context. But point being, when I learned to understand that people do things differently and people handle changes differently in life, they adjust differently, it's going to help me get through those processes. And hopefully it helps the other person as well, especially if it's a spouse or a loved one. Let's move on. Number two, identify those supportive individuals in your life. That's huge, man. We need groups. We need support. We need fellowship. Making changes and adjusting to them can be considerably easier when you have a support system in place. Man, a 12-step group, a church group, a men's group, a women's group, um, the locals group. Um, go down the list, a meeting that I mentioned earlier, and there's all kinds of other ones out there that you, know, that you can find and jump into. But support's going to be huge. It is important to surround yourself with those individuals who care about you or love you and will always be there to help you with the difficulties of adjusting to changes in your life. You got to have support. Got to have support. You know, I can't do life on my own. I've tried it. Doesn't work out very well for me. I need a team. I need a family. I need friends. I need support just like you do. So if you're trying to do it on your own and, and that's not working for you, and if you haven't gotten there yet, maybe you just need to keep trying to do it on your own for a while and see how that works out. But eventually, my guess would be you're going to need some support, just like I did and just like I still do. So find a group, find a meeting, um, find something to get involved with and get a support system in place. It's going to help tremendously with whatever it is that you're going through, whether it's quitting drinking or whether it is um, you know, finding a new job, being in a relationship, it doesn't matter. Support's huge. Number three, maintain normal patterns. Take a quick drink here real quick. Oh, yeah. I forgot I didn't even crack this yet. <sighs> Let's do this. All right. A little energy drink action. 
Sugar-free though, sugar-free. Need a little caffeine. All right, number three, maintain normal patterns. Although you're making changes in your life, you still need to maintain some normalcy in the process. For instance, you may try to maintain some of your pre-parenthood habits or patterns when becoming a parent and feeling that your whole world has just been turned upside down. As an example, you can still maintain healthy eating habits even, even though your sleeping patterns are no longer no longer normal. So we got that's I, I for me that sounds to me like adjusting, remaining flexible. So not kicking my own ass and getting down on myself because my sleep's jacked up. You know, if I had a newborn, uh, which we have some family going through that right now, like their lives have been severely changed in the last you know six months, where new baby, sleep patterns are off, trying to work at the same time, um, everything is just it it's a bit chaotic. And it's hard, you know, it's a huge adjustment, a huge lifestyle change, all of that. And so some of the things we can do is try to maintain some of the things we have control over. So, hey, I might not have control over my sleep right now for this chapter in life, you know, if I have a new baby per se, but what I can control is eating healthy still. And that's going to help compensate my moods and, you know, my health, my diet, and hopefully I can get some caught, you know, some sleep caught up on the weekend or something, you know, so you're trying to remain flexible, trying to maintain some of those habits or patterns that you had before those changes went into effect. Number four, recall those coping skills that worked for you in the past. Think back to a time when you had to make a change in your life, when you're adjusting to a new change and try to recall how you were able, how you were able to cope at that time. What skills did you use in order to make those adjustments? When you figure out what skills you employed, put them to work again in order to cope with these new changes that you're making. So for me, when I think back about this one, like recalling what coping skills worked for you in the past, there's a couple that immediately come to mind. And one of them I've already mentioned, it's being in fellowship. It's being with other people. Life in general, but more specifically, alcohol, drugs, it likes to isolate us, you know, and, and a lot of the time for many people, you can even take those two out of the equation. Just life in general can isolate us. Sometimes we get stuck, you know, it happens. It's, it's fairly common actually. And so when I think back to being stuck or struggling with alcohol or going through anything, a couple things come up. Like I said, groups, fellowship, people, being around people that can help support me, encourage me. I can bounce ideas off. I can ask questions to that has been huge. Anytime that there's a situation at hand, I'm going to seek counsel for it. At least even if it's minor one, I'm going to try to get some sort of outside opinions, outside uh, thoughts. That's going to help me determine what the best course is most of the time at the end of the day. And then on top of that, I'm going to roll with what my gut says, my inner spirit, my God sense, like, and go with what feels like the right thing in, in addition to trying to balance, you know, what makes sense too, because we can't just operate purely off emotion and we can't just operate purely off of, um, thought or, 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 um, critically, you know, dissecting everything. There has to be a balance for me in between, you know, and, um, the other one that comes to mind in, in uh, 
what skills worked for me in the past and dealing with change and stress and all this stuff is, is, uh, uh, exercise. And we, we think of exercise or lifting weights or doing CrossFit or boxing or riding mountain bikes or whatever it is that we do to kind of stay fit and have some fun in the process. Um, we think of that as just physical, like, Oh, we're trying to get physically fit. And yeah, that's a component of it. But for me, it's more of a mental and emotional thing. Um, I'm much, I'm a much better person when I'm staying active and I have some sort of regiment at least three days a week, whether that's lifting weights, like I said, whether it's boxing, um, whatever it is, I need to be active and I need to be sharpening my skills physically, mentally, and emotionally. And those all kind of come into play when I'm getting some sort of exercise. So what, what, uh, coping skills have worked for you in the past when you've had to change and adjust and um, gone through things and then remember those and apply them to the new situation. All right. Number five, our last one, your emotions are important. Don't try to stifle them. I love this. Um, this goes back to what John Lee Dumas said on the podcast, um, a few episodes ago, a couple months ago, I think I asked him something along the lines of like, you know, how do you deal with with change or with failure, I think it was. And he said, I look myself in the mirror and I say, you're a human being. You're a human being, you know? And it's like, yeah. And, and, and so kind of for me, the caveat to that is I'm a human being. It's okay to feel like during times of change, we often sometimes become stuffers because we do not allow ourselves to experience those emotions that are totally normal during these periods in our lives. And I am I am not good at this, I got to say. You know, I gave a presentation a couple of days ago and told a bit of my story to a big um, group in a big work group in a corporate setting and just kind of shared with them what I've been through and, and some resources and how I could help, um, you know, bridge some of those gaps for anybody. And the one thing that I love pointing out in these presentations and on the podcast and just talking to people in general and acknowledging for myself is that I don't have such a problem with, I mean, let me rephrase that. I definitely have a problem with alcohol. I do. I don't, you know, it was, it just didn't, it wasn't a good tool for me. Never will be. But what I really have a problem with right next to that is feeling, you know, I don't know how to feel sometimes. I don't know how to feel sadness. I don't know how to feel happiness. Sometimes I'm very, um, it's, I don't know. It's crazy. I don't understand it. till this day I try to work my best through it. I think I'm getting better at it allowing myself to feel after numbing feelings for so long and, and being able to block stuff out and just kind of compartmentalize my mind to where I don't have to address or admit, um, you know, that you can't live a, a, a healthy, fruitful life like that. Um, you know, and it also, and it goes on to say here in the article, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that you should wallow in your feelings either, which I think is a good point. It doesn't give us a pass to, oh, poor me, back to the victim mentality. It's not what I'm saying. I'm saying it's okay to feel and address those feelings. Talk about them. Um, admit to them. You know, Feel them and, and work through the process. Think about how good you feel. <laughs> this is funny. I love this as a grown man. Think about how good you feel after a good cry. <laughs> right? We got him, Sean, not crying. Oh, yeah. Ooh, man. I was doing so good without dropping F-bombs. I kind of mumbled one there. But hey, you know, after a good cry, when was the last time you had a good cry? 
as men, we, you know, we say we, we shouldn't cry. I can tell you, I cried for the first time in a while to one of my homies a couple months back over just, I just kind of lost it. I was going through some emotional stress and wasn't really sure which path to take. Thought I had made a mistake somewhere and man, it felt great. You know, felt a little weird, <laughs> gotta be honest, but it felt good afterwards to get some of that crap out. Don't stuff your feelings, let them out. You know, you just occasionally doesn't mean you got to go around and you know, be a martyr or anything. The sooner you follow these tips above, the easier it'll be to adjust to any changes you're making in your life and be happy with how they're working out for you. Reach out to those supportive individuals, like I was talking about the groups, um, contacts, connects, people that support you and encourage you. And if necessary, discuss your circumstances with the therapist, psychologist, or in a 12-step group, or in our locals group, or in your own group, but talk about them. It's the biggest thing. Uh, this last paragraph here, I wasn't going to read this, but I think, I, I think I'd like to here because I like the headline of it, Accepting Life's Impermanence. Love this because, you know, we're, we're taught that once everything's good, it should always stay good and it should never change. And that's just not, it's not possible. It's life. We change constantly. Like, I can't believe my kids are seven and 11 already. It's insane. You know, they, they change. Like, I love them being little, you know, but they're getting bigger now. And it's changing. And I have to accept that everything in life is impermanent. Another important considering is that life is never static. It's always dynamic. No matter what stage of our lives we are in, no matter what we may have in common with others, change is always constant. Even more important is the fact that change is inevitable. It follows then that adjusting to change is a skill that everyone must learn. Despite the fact that change is normal and often welcome, it can still be difficult and stressful to um, uh, acclimate ourselves to it. So how do we reduce our anxieties and stress when making changes and adjusting to them? First and foremost, you have to realize that your life will never remain the same, nor will anyone else's for that matter. It's not possible. No matter where you currently are in your life, there's no guarantees that your future will turn out as you planned. Favorite quote, one of them, by Mike Tyson. Everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Right? We don't know. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. That's why we live for today. If you accept this and realize that life is not permanent, it will be much easier to cope when unexpected events occur. If you can recognize these events for what they are and focus on making the most of a particular situation or a set of circumstances, you won't be panicking about the changes. Love that. We come to expect the unexpected. Come to expect the unexpected and adapt to it the best you can. Don't cling to things. That creates suffering. Suffering creates pain. A lot of the time that leads to relapse or, or just a continued life of substance use in order to cure the, cure the pain. It's not a good cycle to be in. So if you're struggling out there, I hope you got something out of this today. Or if you're not struggling, if you're having an amazing day, I hope you got something out of this today as well. Uh, I know I did. I always learn, even if it's just something minor, I learned a few things today. A lot of the time I learn stuff by talking this stuff out, <laughs> which, is so, which is so amazing, really. And that's why it's so important to talk this stuff out in whatever kind of setting that you partake in. You know, even if it's just a post somewhere on social media, you're getting it out there at least. You're talking about it. 
you know, and uh, I just encourage you guys to continue to do that as will I. So I hope, uh, hope something spoke to you today. Share the podcast with a friend. I would greatly appreciate that. Leave us a review on iTunes. Would appreciate that too. Check us out at thatsoberguide.com. Hit the resources tab. You got all kinds of meetings and such on there. Connect with us on Instagram at that sober guy podcast. Join us in the locals, sober guy men's group. Love you guys. Peace, love, and respect. Keep your blood clean. Yeah.